Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. Praise God. It's, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Yes, and to know that we too are His house. We are His temple. And just like he filled the temple, he filled the tabernacle with his presence, he wants to fill our lives. Um, and what a, a wonderful experience that is, to know his presence, not just on occasion, not just today, now, but every moment of the day, God wants us to enjoy a moment-by-moment relationship with him because God is reaching out to us just as he reached out to us through Jesus. God so loved the world and he still so loves the world and he's reaching out to us today. He's reaching out to you and to me and he's saying, I want relationship with you. And so today our theme is the everyday role of the Holy Spirit and life with him is really interesting. God's got a master plan for our lives. It's a plan that we don't know all the details of. We have our dreams, we have ideas and desires, but God's got a special master plan. And he is the one that knows the end from the beginning. He is the one that knows all things and he knows the way we're made. He knows our makeup. And he has a plan that's designed especially for you and for me. And we want to look at that today. And uh, as we go along, I'll, I'll share a few things about my experience with the Holy Spirit, my relationship with him. Sometimes it's been encouraging, and really it's always been encouraging, but sometimes he's had to correct me. And he needs to correct us at times. Do you agree with that? Yes, he needs to um, be able, we need to be open and willing to his correction. So the Holy Spirit, Jesus spoke about him and told his disciples that he was coming. Imagine how they must have felt. Jesus is going away and that would have been so hard for them. But he spoke the words that we read in John's chapter 14, 15 and 16 about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And in John 14, 15 and 16, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. So God continues to seek relationship with his people. He always has Right from the beginning, in the garden, he wanted relationship with his people, and he's still seeking that relationship today. The word there, parakletos, you might see it in the margin of your Bible, is translated as helper and comforter, and uh, it means one that's called alongside, especially called to one's aid, one who is summoned to be with us. And that's who the Holy Spirit is. He's been sent by the Father in the name of Jesus. And he's come to be alongside of us. And we need to recognize the fact, I need you, Holy Spirit. 
And we probably do. But there are times in our lives when we try to go it alone. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever tried to figure it all out on your own? But God wants us to remember that we really do need him. Because when he adds his power, his supernatural power into our lives, things become a lot easier. Yeah, it's not a strain and it's not a struggle. He helps us. Praise God, he wants to do that. Now, God loves us, but our love for him is expressed through our obedience to his word. And in and through that obedience, it brings us closer to God. If we want to walk with God, then we need to live a daily life of obedience. Not just when we feel like it, but even when we don't. You know, just walking day by day with the Lord in obedience to him. When we, when we do that, when we walk in obedience to the Lord and we're close to him, we're going to hear his voice. And to hear his voice is amazing. It's wonderful. It is so necessary. If we're going to discover God's master plan for our lives, we need to be in tune and in touch with him. And I just want to share with you a little bit about my own experience. When I was nine years old, quite a while ago, uh, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. There was a move of God in our church among the children. And of course, I was one of them. And I saw these other children being filled with the Spirit, and I could see they were lit up, you know. And this is what I want and a wanted, and a desire stirred in me. And um, one day, these children came and prayed for me, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. This is November the 8th, a long time ago. <laughs> But I, I remember it to this day, where I was, and, and I, I know I was beaming. It was just so amazing. And every Sunday, we, we were just a small little church, Assemblies of God Church, and the pastor, he would come and he'd see the children sitting on the front row, and he'd come and he'd lay his hands on during the worship time, he'd lay his hands on them, and he'd bless them and he'd pray for them. And when, when he did that, so many times, the power of God would just come upon me. I would shake and I would tremble. And I remember God was so real to me. And I remember pouring out my heart in worship and in love to him. You know, some of those old sing hymns that we sing, you know, just occasionally, but we used to sing them all the time then, you know, and the, the words are so precious. You know, we, we sing some beautiful songs today too, but I remember that. Um, this, my heart was stirred. It was touched by the love of God. And, you know, the anointing would come on me in the service. And, you know, I didn't realize I was too young, so I'd give a message in tongues and somebody would interpret it. You know, nobody told me you can't do that when you're only nine years old. And I just knew the power of God on my life. But, you know, as time went on, my love began to just wane. We changed churches. No, I'm not giving you any information about that. But anyway, we changed churches. And I began to dry up. And then for a few years, I drifted. And I tried to find satisfaction with friends in the world. And you know, you can't. You, you can't find nourishment, satisfaction when you try and satisfy yourself with the junk food of the world. 
You know, anything we try to fill that gap in us that God has made for himself, it's like there's a, a vacuum on the inside and God is waiting to rush into that place in our lives. But you know, even though I was drifting away from God when I was about 16, I heard his call. It was like he was after me. You know, I've heard the Holy Spirit. Somebody once said that he's the hound of heaven. And he was on my case and he wouldn't let me go. And he drew me. And by the time I was 18, I was just so hungry and so thirsty again for God. And you know, I had examples uh, in my life. There were friends, there were people in the church that had this amazing relationship with God, you know, and I looked at them and I saw how blessed they were. I saw that intimacy and I thought, that's what I want. That's what I desire uh, in my life. And so I began to seek him and I spent time with him. You know, I only started 10 minutes in the morning um, at the beginning and then as time went by, it, it increased and I just delighted to spend time with God. Love to be in his presence and I learned to yield to him when we obey him we yield to him he wants absolute unconditional surrender from you and me not just we're going to do it when we feel like it but because we love him and we are responding to his love for us keeping his commandments because that is the pathway of blessing for us you know, when we obey him, we're positioned to receive his ministry, the ministry of the helper and the comforter in our lives. The Holy Spirit, he is another one just like Jesus. And by now, with the teaching we've received, we realize that to be the case. And, uh, you know, he had to depart, but it wasn't to our loss, but it was to our gain, and just as Jesus was with the disciples every day, he is with us in the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will be with you always at the end of Matthew 28. And we know he is with us. He's present with us. He's here in, this mit in the midst, in the person of the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. And, you know, there are things that we can do on our own. But, you know, and he doesn't do everything for us. But, you know, in the difficult times of life, he provides us with the help we need to get things done. So the everyday role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He wants to be our very best friend. He doesn't want to be somebody that we, we kind of get on the phone and call, you know, somebody at a distance. He wants to be so real, so close to us. He is with us all the time, and he wants us to recognize that fact. You see, his heart yearns. His heart yearns for the lost, and his heart yearns for you and for me. His heart is so tender. His heart is so sensitive. His heart is filled with love. He is love. God is love. You know, and when we are walking in disobedience of any kind, it grieves his heart. And, you know, we, we want to live in a way that pleases him. And, you know, he wants to keep company with us all the time. He reveals Jesus to us. And he wants us to keep our focus on him. Yes, he wants us to listen for his voice so that we can follow his lead. But he wants us to keep our eyes on Jesus. 
You see, he knows that we are the bride of Christ. He knows that Jesus is our heavenly bridegroom. And he wants to make sure that you and I are ready for that time when we will be presented to our bridegroom. And he wants to see us in those white, spotless garments. He wants us to be presented faultless before his throne. And that is part, a big part of the Holy Spirit's job to make sure that happens. There is one particular characteristic about the Holy Spirit that we see in his name, and that is that he is holy, Holy Spirit. And he wants us, you and I, to be holy too. And until we walk before him in obedience and we live the kind of life that he gonna, he's going to lead us to live, we cannot know the closeness, the intimacy, the, the wonderful relationship with him, moment by moment, which he desires and which we need. You know, I mentioned to you that I saw the example of others in my life. But, you know, when we look at Jesus, we see him in the word. And uh, as we read it, and as we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and our eyes are opened to be able to see what he is saying and revealing, we see Jesus. We don't see him with these eyes, but the eyes of our hearts, the eyes of our understanding are open. They are enlightened to be able to see Jesus in a way that we could never do if he were physically present with us. You know, it's not a disadvantage. Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. And he is absolutely correct. It is to our example. So the Holy Spirit, he will teach us and he will remind us what Jesus has said. Jesus said in John 14, 25, 26, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He bears witness of Jesus. He testifies of him. John 15, 26. The spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. He will reveal to us what God has done for us in Christ. He wants us to know it. Not just up here, but he wants us to have a knowledge and a revelation in our hearts of what God has done for us through Christ. God's love is so amazing reaching out. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus, speaking only what he hears Jesus saying. John 16, 14, he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it's from me that he will receive what he may, will make known to you. We need to listen expectantly for his voice, because he wants to speak to us. And uh, when we're listening and we're giving him our attention, we're going to hear his voice. The, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is all-encompassing. John 14, 16. I will ask the Father and he will give you another, this is the Amplified, you can tell, helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, to be with you, how long? Forever. Wow. So the Holy Spirit is our comforter during times of difficulty and discouragement. And I imagine that all of us have been in a place at times when we've been in a, a difficult time and we need encouragement. And that's what he will do. He will bring encouragement to us. Um, when I was in my 20s, uh, I remember early on 
the Lord spoke to me through that scripture. Psalm 32, verse 7. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. And when we see a scripture in the word and we claim it and we make it our own, our faith goes into action. And God responds to our faith. And from that day to this, I have songs in the night. You know, when I'm in in a time of uh, difficulty, discouragement, even perhaps if God wants to show me more of his love, you know, he will speak to me through a song, each song that he gives. And I believe that in this room, I won't ask for a show of hands, but I'm sure that many of you too, you will hear a song. You, you, you didn't think it up. It, it just came to you. It may be an old one or a new one, you know, but God will speak to us through, in that way. He's our advocate to defend us when accusations from the enemy come. He's our intercessor. The Holy Spirit is able to pray for us as we read in Romans 8.26. He is our counselor. In, you know, we can always go to him for wisdom. And just, be, just recently, we, co- we came back on Friday. We were out west visiting with family. Um, and uh, I bought some summer sausage from the market made by the Mennonites, you know, processed by them. And the folks from out west, the family, they used to live here, and they love summer sausage. So I thought, well, how am I going to get this summer sausage out there without my whole suitcase full of clothes stinking? Uh, Because I didn't realize it because I'd never bought it before. I put it on the counter, and the dog came in. you know, sniffing, and, and I happened to put a, a cloth bag next to it, and it got all over the bag. I thought, uh-oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to get it out there in my suitcase? And when I was asking that question, I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's so practical. He is. Uh, he really is. And he said to me, wrap it in tinfoil. And that's what I did. I put two lots of tinfoil around it. I put it in a plastic bag. There was nothing, no smell at all. And our relatives were delighted. Uh, and I, I believe that they may even be tuning in. Hi, Gord. How, hi, Marge. <laughs> they said they would. Um, so the Holy Spirit, he is the one who gives us counsel, guidance. He's our strengthener in times of weakness and in areas where we struggle. He's our standby. He called, he called alongside to give us aid. Oh my, there's so many times when, for me, he has been there to give me aid. There's not time to tell you all, but um, another time perhaps. Anyway, whatever the need, the Holy Spirit offers us his help. No one else understands. No one else knows us like he does. So the Holy Spirit, he's at work in us. The Holy Spirit, he's the one who empowers us. And I mentioned about a master plan. God's got things designed for you that you would say and I would say, I can't do that. Yeah, it's true. He wants us to do things that in our mind are impossible. We haven't got the ability. We haven't got the strength. We haven't got the resources. But God says, that's what I want you to do. And we can say yes to him because you know what the word says? It says, with him, all things are possible. He wants to do the miraculous in and through our lives. He wants to take us, little nobodies perhaps, and he wants to do something great in our life. And he does it and he is glorified. He gets the honor. He gets the praise because people look at us and they say, that has to be God. I know that person. They couldn't have done that without his help. 
And so that is who he is. And he's got this wonderful plan for us. And you know his number one plan is to conform us to the image of Christ. That is God's plan. It's God's dream and desire. And the Holy Spirit is at work to bring that to pass in our lives. Romans 8, 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And how does he do this? When we cooperate with him, when we yield to him. But you know, when we spend time with him, when we give him our attention, when we focus upon him, we see Jesus in the word, we begin to gaze, spiritually speaking, we begin to gaze on him, we gaze on on his glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18, Nathan uh, shared that scripture with us, I believe it was last week, Um, as we gaze on him, as we spend time just meditating on the word, as we spend time in prayer, I just love in the mornings when I come into the prayer place, I just sit in the presence of God, I just think about him, I just turn my attention to him, and I begin to sense his presence. I begin to see his wonderful glory, and his love just touches my heart, and that's what he wants. You know, it hasn't always been that way, I just want to share something with you, that God, in his work of transformation in my life, one thing, one area he had to deal with, I had a critical attitude, and I, was, I tended to be judgmental towards others. And I just want to tell you a situation, um, actually it was when we were in England, and I had spoken a critical word. It wasn't that I was gossiping, to, oh, you know, I had a good friend and I shared it with her, and she was a mature Christian. And she shared it with the person that I spoke about. You know, (laughs) anyway, um, I wasn't very happy about that, you can imagine. Um, But in the night, one night, because you see, what I've done through my life, I've said, Holy Spirit, if I've got it wrong, if I'm thinking wrong, please will you show me? I want you to correct me. And you know why? Because I know that if I do not deal with this now in his presence, when I get to heaven, and I believe it's the same for you, we're going to stand before his throne, and like we're believers, but we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive what's been done good in our bodies and maybe not so good, and we're going to be rewarded. But I don't want him to bring things up that can be dealt with now. And you know, I woke up in the night, And the presence of God was in the room. And God spoke to me. And he brought me under such conviction for what I'd said. You know, I I didn't think it was a big deal. Do you know know, words slip out of our mouths? Critical words sometimes. They can. and, And we don't think it's a big deal. Otherwise, we wouldn't say it, right? And the presence of God was in the room. So much so, we had visitors. They were in the room next door. They were sleeping in our bed. We were sleeping in, in excuse me, it's, uh, spitty. Um, we were sleeping in the room next door, and I began to weep because I sensed the tender heart of God was grieved, and I sensed this woman that I had spoken a critical word about was upset, and I'd hurt her, and I began to cry out to God and repent. John woke up because he was next to me. He said, what's the matter with you? And so I I explained to him, I told him what had happened. 
You know, um, that here we are in the middle of the night and, here, and, and I'm weeping. But you see, the Holy Spirit wants us to, to, to love others. And by his grace, we can. And there was another situation, a different situation. I won't give you the details. But again, I woke in the night and God brought this person to me. And he spoke to me. And he said, you know, he said, you despised her. I thought, what did I do? You know? I just said a few words, and I didn't speak to her. I spoke to perhaps John and one other person. What did I do? And it made me realize how sensitive the heart of God is, how tender it is, that we can't do it and get by. We can't be critical. We can't be judgmental of anyone and get by, get away with it, because we're grieving the tender heart of God. And one day, I know it, I believe it in my heart that we're going to stand before his presence I want to just be there, and I, I want the slate to be clean. I don't want him to bring anything like that up. You know, and I said to God, well, what should, should I have done? He said to me immediately, I love it, love it when he speaks immediately. He said to me, you should have highly um, esteemed her for her work's sake. I got out of bed, I got on my knees, and I began to repent. And I share this with you. Um, because it's not just in those good goosebump type moments that God is going to speak to us and help us, but it's those times when we need correcting. He is a holy God. Praise God. He's not only working in us, but he's working through us. And uh, he, as he do, does that, he brings glory to God. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If we can't do it to the glory of God, if we can't speak it to the glory of God, then we need to close our mouths, we need to stop in our tracks, and we need to say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to do this. Um, We are co-workers with the Holy Spirit, cooperating with him to bring the kingdom of God into the earth, you know, concerning the will of God. And 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says, we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Intimacy in our lives is going to be a result of, um, sorry, fruitfulness in our lives comes through our intimacy with God's Holy Spirit. And as we open our hearts to receive his word, and it's sown there within us, we bear fruit for his glory. We're God's building, God's temple. And it says in Ephesians 2.22, in him you are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Yes, praise God. So through his indwelling, God is able to work in us and he's able to work through us. Um, I remember a day when I was busy in the kitchen and I was just tidying up and I heard God's voice. He said to me, worship me now. I mean, I'm just doing the dish. I I thought, I want to just tidy up first. But he said, worship me now. I went in the other room, got down on my knees. I began to pray and worship him. And uh, the anointing, it was just, he came into that room. And when I was there, I had a phone call. It was my sister. And she said to me, Doc, she said, I think I'm having a nervous breakdown. She was going through a really rough time. And I was ready. I was prepared. I was able to pray for her. She was 900 miles away. And she said, I just felt the presence of God go all the way through me. And she was set free. So when we listen to the Spirit, when we obey the Spirit, 
God is able to work and do amazing things through our lives. Hallelujah. You and I, we can expect life to be an adventure when we walk in obedience to God. You know, when we were a young married couple, one day we were on holiday from England. Who here? And I suddenly I heard the Spirit of God say to me, are you willing to move to Canada? I couldn't answer him straight away because I loved my home. I loved my family. I was happy where I was. I didn't want to come to Canada. And it took me about a day. But the next day I said, yes, Lord. How can you say no to God, you know? And I said, yes, Lord. And I didn't realize it. But about 18 years later, the day came and here we are. You know, but God requires willingness and obedience. He wants us to go deeper into his presence um, in our relationship with him. How can we do that? Set our mind on things above, spend time in his word, linger in his presence, and the glory of his presence shines upon us. And he communicates with us spirit to spirit. Praise God. You know, it's good to check with God. Lord, how am I doing? And that's those few moments that we have at the end, reflective moments are good times because God is able to speak. You know, we're listening. And I remember one of those times not too long ago, Pastor Brian was speaking and he was talking from uh, Ephesians about husbands and wives and, um, you know, wives respecting your husbands. And uh, God spoke to me. I heard him say uh, concerning respecting my husband, John, he said these words, ramp it up. <laughs> That's what he said. I think it's, you know, God's got a sense of humor, but it got my attention. And as you can see, I didn't forget. Um, and uh, I'm not sure that I told him, actually. But anyway, I didn't. <laughs> he's the first time he's hearing about this. Um, but anyway, by God's grace, we can do the things he requires us to do. So starting our day with the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge his presence. Acknowledge. You know, when we do that, um, we, we respect him, we honor him, and God is just wanting to reveal himself to us. So just to acknowledge his presence, we will discover what a faithful friend he is. Welcome his presence. James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Make room for him in our lives. Just invite him to come. Share your heart with him as you would a close friend. You know, he's a friend that sticks closer than any brother, Proverbs 18.24. Invite him to come, to be involved in every aspect of your life. You know, there are different ways we can do that. Say, Holy Spirit, lead me, help me. Lord, what's on your heart? Will you show me? Lord, correct me where it's needed. Lord, I want to yield to you. Help me to yield to you. Tell me more about Jesus. Speak to others through my life. He loves to do all of those things. You know, keep a journal of what he says. You know, the spirit of glory lives in you and I. To walk in the spirit is to walk in the glory of God. It means, yes, that we need to die to our flesh. It means we have to say no when the impulse and the, um, the, the, that desire comes to disobey. It means we say, Holy Spirit, will you work in me? God, I'm yours. I want you to have your way in me. Will you do all you desire to do in my life? 
And when we yield to him in abandon, we are going to hear his voice. We are going to have encounters with God. I have had so many times when God has come into my room, when I've been with other believers and he showed up and it's just amazing. Young people, God is real. You know, yield your life to him. Let him have your way. Find out what his master plan is for your life. Give him everything you've got. Don't get distracted. Don't put anything before him. Don't value that device that Pastor Brian spoke about, at least his son Nick did. Um, You know, don't value anything above that relationship with, with him. Your life will be an adventure. Your life will be exciting. Your life, you will do things you never thought possible. Your dreams will come true. You know, even things you didn't dream about. And, you know, God wants us to walk in the glory of his presence. The ministry of the Spirit is glorious. You open your heart, he's going to come right in. He's going to move in you. You can get before him and say, Lord, here I am. Will you work? Will you move in my life? So let's keep our eyes on Jesus and God's glory can continue to shine in our heart. And as we yield to him, he's going to work changing you and me. You know, he's going to do that, make an adjustment here and an adjustment there. He's going to show you. He, sometimes he does it without you even realizing. You know, he'll make those changes. He transforms us into the image of Christ. So let's cooperate with him, the one whose desire above all else is to bring glory and honor to Jesus. Let's cooperate with him, acknowledge him, welcome him. You know, we sang earlier, I'm in awe of you. Well, I just want to share this with you. I I know I'm I'm done, really, but um, acknowledge his presence. When we do that, when we welcome in his presence, our faith goes into action. We engage our faith, and we are in awe of him. Welcome, acknowledge, welcome Engage those. The beginning of those uh, phrases is awe. I saw that. You know, as we we sang this morning, I am in awe of you. He wants us to see him and to know him. So we are going to take just a few minutes for reflection. So God has been speaking to us week by week. So today, as we just spend this quiet time, get real with God. Tell him what's on your heart. But say, Holy Spirit. What are you saying to me? What is it you want to do in my life? I'm listening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.